Welcome to the DSS podcast, Our Common Thread. On this podcast, we will discuss initiatives going on at the department and get to know leaders and thought makers within the agency. We'll look at what thread ties us together as members of the social services family and how we can use our work to empower Missourians to build safe, healthy, and productive lives. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Our Common Thread. Today, we're going to sit down and do a bonus episode, so you're in luck. Since the last time that you listened in, Caitlin Whaley has left the department. Um, I am Bailey Watts, the Deputy Director of Communications, and I'm sitting here today with Chelsea Blair, the newly named Director of Communications. Hi, Chelsea. Hi, Bailey. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I think we'll start out today, um, maybe just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself a little bit about your time at DSS, your time in communications. Yeah, thank you so much. So um, I've been with the Department of Social Services since 2015. I started off in the MoHealthNet division. I worked in admin there and managing their communications efforts. And in 2017, I was I moved over to the director's office. There was an opening here. I will say that communications looked a lot different uh, back when I first started with the director's office. We were just starting our social media accounts, and it was kind of a skeleton crew over here. Uh, Becky Wolfel was the comms director back then, and and Heather Dulce and I, just the three of us, uh, managed all the communications for the department. But since then, we've had a very large push really to do more communications to the public, uh, more communications to our employees. And so the need grew and now we are a team of six. And so I really love working here. I'm new to this role and I just really look forward to working with everyone and serving the department. That's great. Yeah, we are still a small team, but a mighty one. Um, Yes. I think it's really awesome that, you know, you started over at MHD doing admin work. Um, Since then, you've kind of worked your way up the ranks. And so I guess just knowing that, what, what piece of advice would you have for young minds who are just starting out in the department and are looking to, to climb those ranks also? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, I actually have been with the state of Missouri since 2008, so this is my 15th year being a state worker. And you know, when I started, I I started off at an entry level position as a senior office support assistant. I didn't have um, a college education at that point in time, but finally figured out what my passion was, which is graphic design and communications. I ended up getting my college degree and just every opportunity that came before me. I just ran after it with both hands and I just kind of kept climbing that career ladder. I will say that DSS, of all the departments I've worked for, because I've worked at mental health, I've worked at labor, DSS has been very, very good to me. Um, You know, and 
I'm just so thankful for all the opportunities that I've had since I've in my time here. And I'm just, I believe in our leadership here. I believe in what we do here. We do wonderful, wonderful work um, in this department. And I absolutely love using my skills to serve Missourians and be able to channel my passion to help other people. I know you say, you know, you've kind of combined in there that you, you started out with the department really just looking to to use your passion and your skill set and to do what you love to do, which is graphic design and communication work. Um, and I think that a lot of people in our department can probably relate to that. You know, not everyone who works for us started out as a frontline worker. Um, they may have not started out in child welfare or um, doing the, the public service work that FSD and MHD does every day. I think it's important that our team members know that you don't have to start out with the department working on the front lines or, you know, working in child welfare. Um, there's so many options here with the department. And I think that, you know, it's important to remember that, like, just because, you know, you're not out there doing the field work doesn't mean that you can't find a home here. Yes, absolutely. There are so many opportunities to explore um, and within just this department alone. Um, that's one of the things I love about working here is just how multifaceted this department is. And, you know, you, you have the opportunity to grow in your career in finding the perfect job that fits your personality and your skills. Yeah. And I also think, I will just add, this department does a wonderful job at providing, you know, training and opportunities for building your leadership skills. Um, I know it's something that the exec team believes in is uh, growing employees from within and just bolstering those skills. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You know, in my short time with the department, I've been here for just a little over two years now. Um, I've definitely seen that passion in our exec team for um, our team members growing their leadership skills and really finding um, their place. You know, you can you don't have to be an exec team member or a division leader to really hone in on your leadership skills. I mean, anyone can be a leader. Um, yeah, Bailey, and so, aren't you actually doing the DSS Leadership Academy? Yes, this, I am. This class, isn't it? I am. I'm currently in class two of the DSS Leadership Academy. The OPEX team worked really hard to get that up and going last fall. Um, class one concluded in December, and there was, I, I attended both the presentation ceremony and the graduation. And there were a lot of leaders in that class that that came from all different areas of DSS. And they all worked really hard. They came out with some amazing capstones, um, some really great ideas. And I do think some of those are in the work. So I think it's important that if you have a desire to, to build your leadership skills or you have an idea that of something that you think you can that can really change the way we work. I think it's important that to be courageous and voice those. Um, I know that you can always reach out to the OPEX team. Their information's on the intranet. 
Um, I know that you can always reach out to the director's inbox. I know that director Nodell and all the leadership here in the director's office is always looking for new ideas, um, ways we can improve. So, yeah. Perfect. That's wonderful. Any parting thoughts? No, I've just, you know, I'm, I'm new. I'm new in this role. Um, and I really look forward to working with everybody. If you have any communications concerns, just reach out to me and I'll be happy to assist. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sitting here with Division of Youth Services Director Scott Odom. Hello, Scott. Welcome. Hey, good morning. So, Scott, if you could just start out, maybe give us a little insight on what um, your job looks like every day, what you do um, day to day. Yeah, so I'm responsible for the um, care and custody of roughly 500 young people that are in 21 residential centers across the state of Missouri, and then roughly another 500 that have completed that care and are in the community transitioning and on aftercare. That's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, um, you worked for, you, you worked the front lines. I did. In the beginning of your career. So maybe you could give us a little insight on what that was like and then how you worked your way up um, and then maybe include in there why you have stayed so long and why you for sure. do what you do. So my, I, I eclipsed the 30-year mark in August of this past year. Congratulations. So I've been 30 years with the agency, thank you. Um, yeah, it's a long it's a long stretch of time um, to do, to be with one organization. And um, I think, you know, for me, I did start as a youth specialist. I worked at all the different levels of care across two regions. Um, and then with our central office during the course of that career, I've held a lot of different positions. Um, many very rewarding, I've learned a lot in each of them. But I think when when you ask me sort of a question about why or, or, you know, why did you choose this? For me, after 30 years, it's not as simple as one question. I think there's three different, when I think about that, I think there's three different stages for me. It's why did I start is the first one. Probably, you know, at that 10 to 15 year mark in a career, why did you stay, right? And, and sort of move beyond that 10 to 15 year where we all might have some life changes or start asking questions about, is this really what I wanna be doing? And you hit that critical mark. And then this deep into my career, um, you know, you get to a space where you're asking yourself, why am I still here, right? Like, why am I staying now? Yeah. And uh, particularly on the back end of the pandemic and all the things that have been so challenging over the last few years. But, um, and so for me, that's a three-part answer. When I think about why did I start, I, I think in my own development, there were critical moments in my adolescence where um, I had people beyond my direct family, adults that mattered in my life. And I think wanting to be that person to other people and trying to be that for, for people who didn't have that was the reason I started in this. And when I got to that 10 to 15 year mark, really asking myself, is this what you want to still be doing? Um, and, and so why did you stay? Um, for me, it was, I felt like I was having an impact. I saw enough success and enough different stories of kids where either me personally or the team of people I was working with had a real profound impact on the development of young people um, who might have a different trajectory if we weren't involved. And so for me, that mattered a great deal. Um, on the back end of the, the pandemic and certainly as director, 
and trying to push through a, a, what's a was a really challenging time for the agency and now into our recovery. Um, you know, so why am I still here? I, for me, it's trying to, um, first of all, I feel blessed and responsible to shepherd the agency at this point, um, but really trying to ensure there are a lot of projects, things that are going on that are going to ensure the stability, both the recovery and then the stability of this agency and this division for the next 10 to 15 years. And I feel a, a real sense of responsibility um, to make sure that those things are in place. The other piece is just I continue to learn from my colleagues, like being around um, younger people that are in the organization, uh, people with different skill sets than mine, always able to take something from them. And then I hope in different moments I'm able to share things I've learned and, and wisdom about this work and be able to impart that and ensure that the next generation of people doing this work are, you know, at least rooted in the right um, sort of outlook and, and approach and philosophy to how to work with kids. Yeah. You you touched on giving others some wisdom and some advice. Um, and I think it's obviously very important to note that the work that DYS does is challenging. It's not easy. It takes special people. So for you, um, as being the director and being with the agency for so long, um, to your your staff who have come on, especially within, I guess, maybe the past five years, um, and the ones who have stayed, what, what would you say to them? How do they hang in there and really make it a place where they can come to work every day and yeah. feel supported and, and excel? Well, I think it starts with um, getting to a place where our, there's a sense of teamness where you're working and, and you're a part of that and you can create that. We have one of the really cool things about our work um, is that you know you have the possibility of um, bringing your passion, your interest, and sharing them with a group of kids, with your fellow teammates, and making sure that, that our kids have opportunities that they may not otherwise have. And each of our staff are unique, and they bring that um, their own set of interests and passions and have a place to share those with kids who might not otherwise experience that. And I think that separates us from sort of other employers, other work um, is where you can be uniquely you and, and share that with the kids and, and be a part of that. I think, um, you know, there's a, anytime you're working with young people, um, you know, there's not the definition, it's not a um, nine to five, sit at your desk, stare at a computer screen job. It allows you to be active, engage, and, and really feed off the energy um, that the kids bring every day. And, and yes, it's challenging work, and our kids have uh, behaviors that need management, and, and there's a lot of pieces to that that are challenging. Um, but if you're passionate about kids and, and sort of working with young people, it's a great place to be able to show initiative and, and um, have opportunities within the organization. I'm sitting here with Karen Meyer, the director of the Human Resource Center. Um, hi, Karen. How are you today? I am well. How are you? I'm great. Um, I think we could just start out with you introducing yourself to our listeners, um, maybe telling them a little bit about what you do every day. 
My name is Karen Meyer. I am the Human Resource Director for the Department of Social Services, and we work out of the director's office. We have um, HR units in all of the divisions, and we work together, you know, to make things better for employees, make sure we follow all the laws and different things like that. Um, so, you know, talking about what my day looks like, that's hard to say because it changes every day depending on what's going on in the department. Mm -hmm. I work a lot with our HR units. I talk to employees and to managers and supervisors every day, have a lot of phone calls about what's going on and trying to give advice and guidance on, you know, how to make things better and to resolve problems. That sounds like a lot. Um, and so we appreciate everything that you do for the department and everything that your team does. Looking at that, you really do play a hand in every division within the department. I mean, sounds like you stay busy with every division every day. Um, so what's your why? why? Why did you choose the Department of Social Services? What keeps you here? What, what's your why? My why, I, I love the Department of Social Services. When I was growing up, my dad was in the Army. He was in the military. And so it is just part of my core to care about people, to protect people, and to do the right thing. So that's just, you know, how I live my life. And, you know, what better place to do that than in the Department of Social Services? So that's why I work here. You know, the, the work we do is meaningful to the lives of so many people, you know, to our employees for their career and the way that they can help folks and to help folks who need help, you know, during times of crisis to help them to live the life that they need to live. Well, that's really awesome to hear. Um, so I guess, you know, you love helping people. You love uh, being that person for both our team members and, of course, the citizens that we serve every day. So what made you choose HR? When I was in high school, I had the opportunity to meet the HR director for the Department of Agriculture, and she got me a job for the summer. I've always had to work. I always had to make money myself, um, starting with a newspaper route. I used to deliver newspapers, rode my bicycle, so that was a lot of fun. So she got me a summer job with Department of Agriculture, and I watched her, and I thought, what a cool thing to be able to do to help people get a job. And so I went to the University of Central Missouri and got a degree in personnel administration. So that's how I ended up in HR. And, it, and it's a wonderful career. You know, things change every day. There's always something new. You think you've heard it all, but then something else comes up. So, um, so it's, a, it's a good place to be. A lot of different experiences and getting to know different people. Yeah, so it sounds like you... You started at a very young age in this profession, um, and I think that a lot of our team members can probably relate to that. Um, you know, I know in my time here, I've met a lot of people where this is their first job out of high school or college. Um, and so speaking to those young people, how, how can they make an impact on maybe their respective division or even the, de the department as a whole? I would say always speak up, you know, talk about, you know, what, what will make things better? What will make things better in the workplace? What can we do to improve our services to clients? Because you are the people who are on the front lines and you know what works and what doesn't work. So we will always want to hear about that and keep your heart in the right place. You have to have a passion to do this job. It's a hard job. I think 
it's probably the hardest job in state government some of the jobs that we do Mm -hmm. Um, it's hard to protect families and kids and to help folks um, you know achieve achieve what they need to achieve to have a good life so just keep that passion keep that fire and speak up speak up be present every day come to work be present well thank you karen for joining us um that was all really great and that was all really great advice um do you have any parting thoughts i just want to say you know we have um the past few years have been some of the best years i've seen in state government i've seen things i never thought i would see we've had pay raises that have been meaningful we're now Mm -hmm. we have competitive wages now whereas before we really didn't so our retention and recruitment have improved our turnover decreased six percent last year and our wages increased about 12 percent last year so that's very exciting yeah that's awesome i'm i'm personally very excited to see where the department is headed and state government in general so thank you thank you Taking a quick break from this episode to give you some important updates going on in the department. In January, the DSS Mo Appreciation Team began a new initiative to recognize team members' positive character traits on the Cheers for Peers platform. Each month, a different trait will be highlighted. January's character trait was leadership. We would like to congratulate Rick Massman for being recognized for January's character trait leadership. Rick is a CRU supervisor on FSD's child support team, and he is said to be humble and never seeks any credit. He inspires his team and brings out the best in those around him. February's character trait is resourceful. Visit the Internet Cheers for Peers page to nominate someone today. February is Black History Month. This Thursday, February 15th, the state will be hosting a Black History Month celebration at the Truman Building in Jefferson City. Special guests include Governor Parson, Lieutenant Governor Kehoe, Judge Judge Robin Ransom, and the Lincoln University's Vocal Ensemble. The event will also be streamed at oeo.mo.gov. Congratulations to our DSS team members, Holly Krieg, Antonio Mitchell, Matt Rodriguez, and Amanda Allen for being selected to participate in Class 12 of the Missouri Leadership Academy. We have no doubt that they will thrive at the opportunity, and we are excited to see what leadership skills they come back with. Welcome, Sherry, to our common thread. Um, We'll start out, just tell us a little bit about who you are, um, what you do in the department, and yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I, uh, my name is Sherry Hahn, and uh, I am originally from Fredericktown, Missouri. So all you Southeast Missouri people, uh, awesome place, <laughs> you're my people. Uh, I, so I'm a transplant to the Jefferson City area, but I'm not sure how long you can actually say that. So like if you live here for X number of years, do, do you ever become local? Um, so I've been here uh, going on 18 years in the Jeff City area, but uh, been with the Department of Social Services for about six and a half. So currently I am a general counsel to the department and division director for the Division of Legal Services. So tell us a little bit about, I mean, I know your days are crazy and I know you're always busy and you're running around and you're doing all the things. So tell us, tell us what a day looks like in Sherry Hahn's life. Well, <laughs> you start out with plan A, and uh, you probably end up on plan Z. So uh, you know, a day would be uh, probably phone calls starting around 7, and uh, 
dealing with uh, whatever may come up unplanned uh, throughout the day and uh, just dealing with, you know, it's, it's never a boring moment. Like, I'm trying to think mm-hmm. of the best way to describe <laughs> it. Like there's, there's never a boring moment because even though you have meetings and you have things planned, nothing ever goes to plan. So it's, it's being able to be agile and, and to figure things out and to um, rely on uh, my really, really awesome team uh, who I go to all the time for all kinds of things because uh, at the end of the day it does absolutely take all of it so even though my day may look a little crazy and and maybe not by design but just because we're such a large department and we have so much going on um, it, 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 getting the answers and, and helping things work out is, uh, is is something that all of the folks at DLS and and all the folks that we work with throughout the program divisions uh, it, without without everybody we wouldn't be able to do it yeah for sure and i mean i think you're in luck i think most people in this department typically start with plan a and end up at plan c by the end of the day so you're not alone in that so what's your why what what drives you to to do this work what what drove you to uh want to become an attorney first off um and then you know on that side of it what drove you to um, public service and working for a state agency? So law school was, uh, so I, I majored in political science when I was an undergrad and, and there's not a lot that you, you, uh, do with political science besides go to law school and, mm-hmm. uh, or, or do research and become a, a professor. And I wasn't a hundred percent sure if I wanted to do law or medicine and I would go back and forth and, uh, a friend of mine in undergrad, she wanted to be a lawyer. There was this, uh, uh, some local attorneys coming in talking about what it was like to practice. And so she dragged me along with her. She didn't want to go by herself. And, I would listen to the stories, and I I was probably a little underwhelmed by by most of the presentations. But then uh, Ron Carrier, who at the time was at the Attorney General's office, he was there. Uh, he's a jury alum, and uh, he was just talking about how he really liked being at the Attorney General's office because in, in public service because he could look himself in the mirror. Like you're always trying to do the right thing. You're trying to help people. And I'm thinking, Hey, I can get behind this guy. You know, I, I, I'm, I, I can, I could live with that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, afterwards I probably said something really smart alecky knowing me and, <laughs> and somehow he remembered me and called and offered, uh, for me to come and work in the office there. So I got some exposure at the attorney general's office pretty early and, uh, had, uh, and he had reached out when I was actually going to, to law school and, and said, Hey, let me know when you're done. And that's what I did. So, so I'm going to, for all those of you that I drive crazy, you can blame Ron Carrier and, <laughs> um, but who, who is just a great person generally and, and, uh, um, was always good to me, and, and I, I will have to blame him as to why I'm an attorney. But I think what sold me and what sells me on DSS and, and working in public service is it truly is service. As cheesy as it may sound, I went to law school to help people. I, I didn't go for the billable hour or the BMW. Um, I went because I felt like it was a way I actually could help people. And, you know... It, it's hard to say that something's wrong and not try to do something about it. Um, I'm, I am a wholehearted believer in justice. 
that we should all be trying to do the right thing, no matter how hard it may be. And it takes every single one of us uh, to, to, to strive every single day to do the right thing in order to make the world around us better. Um, going back to, to high school, I'd found this quote and, uh, from Bobby Kennedy. And he had mentioned, and I'm going to get it wrong, but I mean, the gist of it is that, you know, don't be dismayed by the thought that there's nothing that one man or woman can do against the enormous array of the world's ills. Few will have the greatness to bend history itself. But if each man and woman does their small part, it's some of these events that will be written, the history of our generation. So when, when you start feeling like the odds are against you, if you start feeling like, you know, dang it, like how, how do you... How do you keep fighting when it just seems like there's there's so much around us that that seems to maybe not be just or fair? Um, I think I think of that quote, and I'm like, you just got to keep going. You got to keep doing the right thing, pushing people around you to do the right thing, and and usually whenever it really really stinks to do the right thing, that's when it's most important uh, to do the right thing and to believe in justice and and uh, making the world better for everybody else. So as cheesy as that is, that really is my why. <laughs> Well, that is really great. Um, I feel like I feel like you're really good at this podcast thing. <laughs> um, it's my first one, by the way. Um, yeah, that was. I I think a lot of people can relate to that alone, and and you know the whole point of this podcast is to to find the thread that ties us all together. Um, you know, obviously, like you said, we're a large agency and there's a lot of moving pieces and a lot of very different jobs, but at the same time, uh, they all come back to, to this, to a central goal of helping people and helping people live better lives and, and to, to do that in a healthy and productive way. Um, so I will just, I'll ask you one, one more question on, and this can be directed towards frontline workers. This can be directed towards people who who come to the department not as frontline workers, um, like myself. I'm not a frontline worker, um, but I've been here since I graduated college. So what would be your piece of advice for somebody who is maybe not just starting out in the career, but they're starting out coming to our department? What What's your advice for them? So my aunt, when, when I first started practicing law, uh, I was probably saying something that, that uh, was maybe not inappropriate, but maybe insensitive. And, and uh, the types of cases I was doing at the time, uh, she was very quick to remind me, hey, that's somebody's life you're messing with. Don't forget you're messing with somebody's life. And that always resonated with me. So I, so I guess my piece of advice would be, we're engaging with people and as, and as easy or hard as that engagement may be, uh, they're people and, and we have to meet them where they are and we should always be kind because you don't know what somebody else is dealing with. So if you're always kind and respectful, you treat everybody as someone who's important because they are. Um, I, I think that's the recipe for success for all of us. I'm sitting down with Ryan Conway, our legislative director here at DSS. Hello, Ryan. Hello, thank you. Um, we could let's just start out. Um, introduce yourself to our listeners. Give them a little insight into what your job here looks like. And I know this is a busy season for you, so maybe give them a little insight into what that looks like. Sure. So uh, my name is Ryan Conway. I'm the legislative director for the department, and um, 
kind of my job looks like this time of year from when the General Assembly goes into session in early January until they leave session, middle of May. Um, a lot of what we do uh, is involves testifying on bills, kind of being a resource for the members of the General Assembly when they want to know more about the department, what we do, why we do things, constituent issues that they come across uh, that folks need a little extra help. I'm kind of the first contact for a lot of that stuff. Um, and then pushing department priorities, so things that we need uh, as a department, things that we need changed in statute or budget priorities too is a, is a takes up a lot of of what we do during session out of session so that uh, middle of may until the basically the end of the year we do a bill review um, we help the governor's office come up with um, a bill review that that informs whether the governor is going to sign or veto uh, bills that were passed by the general assembly then we start working on priorities over the summer for the next legislative session um, that uh, you know that that starts with the divisions kind of get an idea of what the divisions need and then we filter those up to the governor's office and then we start shopping around with uh, members of the legislature trying to find folks that are willing to sponsor it and build support for those for the next year yeah so basically what you're saying is you're busy all the time <laughs> there's always something to um, do absolutely that's really great to hear and i think it it'll help um our listeners around the department kind of uh put more of a a role to your name um and obviously you're a huge key player in everything we do um especially across the street you i know you help all of our divisions you're very you know helpful to all of them all the time uh so i guess my big question is and you know i think i was a political science minor kind of wanted to go that route for a while and then i was like mm, i don't know <laughs> so switched about halfway through but I think a lot of people might say you might be a little crazy. Yeah, that, that's probably <laughs> um, fair. <laughs> so I guess tell them why, why you decided to go down this route um, in, in your profession and why you do what you do. Well, I think it's uh, particularly interesting. So um, I, I, you know, I, I have a law degree, and so I think it's kind of interesting instead of arguing about what the law is and how do we solve problems with what we have? Why not work, work on the front end before the problems even get there and try to craft a law that is better, that doesn't require a lot of interpretation and a lot of working on it later? And so this is a chance to, you know, work uh, to, try to try to make the statutes better before they even get to the books. And so that's, you know, this is, this is a department that I think touches so many different aspects of people's lives. There's a lot of opportunity to, to try to craft really good law. Right. Um, and you, you've been in your profession for a little bit now. Um, so maybe give our listeners a little bit of history on where you come from and what brought you here to DSS. Sure. So um, I started out, I was a deputy legal counsel in the governor's office uh, and did that for several years and then spent a little bit of time, not quite a year, uh, the deputy legal counsel, Department of Natural Resources. And then when uh, Director Nodell came over, uh, when the governor appointed him, director on uh, the fall of 2021 he um, he had reached out and asked if i would have any interest in, in joining his his team here and i jumped at that opportunity i'd worked with him in the governor's office and was was thrilled to get that uh, get that opportunity to come over here and and you know i think i i'm really proud of the work that that we've yeah. all done all collectively all 6300 of us mm -hmm. to make this department a lot better yeah well I think all of us here in the director's office can say we're we're glad that Director Nodell brought you along with him. 
Um, so looking onward, I think the point of this podcast is is definitely to to tie us all together and talk about you know how all of our jobs touch every division. Um, and so I think maybe give us some advice that you would have for somebody who, you know, whether they're a frontline worker or um, whether they're, you know, doing jobs kind of like ours that are a little bit more behind the scenes, what kind of advice would you have for them about leadership, about just doing their jobs every day, um, making their voices heard in the department and beyond that? Um, what would be your advice? You know, I think um, as far as, you know, the leadership and making the department better, I think the, the, the work that we all do, particularly those of us that deal with constituents, um, be they children, adults, whatever division you're in, you know, that that work does not go unnoticed. And, and you know, I know it's easy to think that I'm just dealing with a one-off person, but the, the, the really good work and the good stories we get out of that actually do make their way all the way up to the House, the Senate, to the governor, to department leadership. And so we, we really, we notice and we appreciate, um, you know, the, the, the work that, that you guys all do, um, particularly frontline, but everyone, you know, without, without the behind the scenes folks, we don't, we right. don't function either. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you for joining us. Um, thank you, Bailey. Do you have any parting thoughts? Um, just, we really, I mean, I, I, I think I can speak on behalf of the whole director's office when we we say that we really appreciate the work that everyone else does in this department because we can't we we would fall flat on our faces without without everyone else in this department and so we really thank you we really yeah. appreciate everything you guys do absolutely i will uh second that for sure sitting here with taylor jones taylor let's start out with you telling our listeners what you do for the department Sure. Um, I am the deputy legislative director here in the director's office. So um, work with Ryan Conway, who's our legislative director, and we are over across the street in the Capitol and working with the House and Senate to make sure that our legislative priorities get passed. And we're doing all that we can for the citizens of Missouri. That's great. Um, I know that you and... You and Ryan have definitely been kind of a dynamic duo over here. Um, and I think beyond that, maybe you could give our listeners a little bit of your history. Oh, gosh. Um, so I was in the governor's office. I came from the governor's office and I had been with the previous administration and so when the transition happened from former Governor Greitens to our current Governor Parson, um, I stayed on with the administration and shortly thereafter Ryan started and we worked in the legal department together. And um, yeah, from, from there the rest is history. Well, we're glad to have you here at DSS. I know here in the director's office, you always find a way to keep things fun and interesting. So we always appreciate that. I think you have to doing the work that we do sometimes. You got to have that sense of humor. Um, so I guess what I really want to ask you is why did you choose this profession? Um, well, to be completely honest with you, I... Uh, when I was in 
undergrad, I wanted to do something in the political realm. And so my degree is in political science um, and have always, since graduating, have always been in the Capitol or surrounding buildings in Jeff City, um, but wanted to use my degree to the fullest potential um and i felt like this was a good stepping stone to kind of get me um get me to that that goal when you say stepping stone you refer to dss um not necessarily i think just using where i've been to get to where i am like using those as stepping stones to get here to be able to utilize my degree to the fullest potential I think a lot of our listeners can probably relate to that. I think that, you know, we have a lot of people who come to the department and they, you know, maybe they start out in a admin role and later on they, you know, kind of decide, you know, I like helping people. I like the work that we do. And they decide, you know, maybe I should go to school and become you know, get my degree in social work and, you know, work for CD or they decide to climb the ranks with DYS or FSD. Um, so that that's good to hear. I know that um, as an outsider looking in, you know, it can some, sometimes be kind of intimidating, right? When you see people who sit in the director's office and, you know, you don't work closely with them. So you're trying to find ways to relate to them. And so I think the goal of this podcast is really to Well, one, help us obviously tie um, us all together, how we all work together every day, but also to to make the director's office more relatable to show people that, you know, we're just we're just human beings and we all have a passion and um, we're all following that passion. And maybe your passion didn't start out in public service or um, social services, but you came to DSS and you kind of grow into that and um, helping people kind of becomes the main goal for you um so moving on what what advice would you have for new fresh minds that are coming into dss and maybe they're looking at it as a stepping stone um maybe they're you know this is a way to get their feet wet in public service what advice would you have for them i think my advice would be to ask the questions. If there's something that you don't understand um, or something that you want to know more about, ask the questions, be involved in as much or as as little, honestly, as you um, would, would want to be. Uh, but I, I do think that asking those questions and I think that within the department, there's room to grow so whether you're starting out in an entry-level position or whether you're um, a a circuit manager or or something I think that there's room to grow within the department and I know that the director has always said that you know he doesn't view the department as as a stepping stone you know this is a this is a long-term place and so I think that the department really does provide that stepping stone within itself to get to where you ultimately want to be within right. within the department. And if, if it's not with the department, it does provide good, um, good growth opportunity. Right. 
I, I mean, speaking to that, I do hope that this podcast can kind of be maybe, I don't know that sign is the right word, but like it can be a place where people realize like DSS can be a home for me and it can be a, a long-term, you know, career and you can grow into your role and, you know, do whatever, you know, it is that you want to do, um, in your profession. And I think too, you know, um, just looking at the, the culture in our director's office, um, I, like to think of a lot of the people that I work here in the office office with as as friends you know I mean um, we just have a good environment and I think that that's also important in you know why why people choose to stay and why people want to stay is because they build those relationships and the rapport with their colleagues yeah for sure well thank you for joining us you didn't Um, ask me my why though I thought you said your why. <laughs> no, you you asked why I was with the department, but you never mm. asked me why my why why I'm here or continue to be here. So here's Taylor calling me out. <laughs> That's the whole purpose of this <laughs> podcast. Well, Taylor, what's your why? I think it's because I think I'm not sure, <laughs> but I think. Um, because I've got I've got kids of my own and I've got elderly grandparents and being able to to help the people that are the most vulnerable um, and just make sure that they're getting the assistance that they need, whether it be through legislation, whether it be through constituent services, whether it be through another form or fashion, knowing that I am an agent of change in that regard is um is something that is powerful and i know that when i go home in the evenings that i've made a difference in some way yeah yeah i think a lot of us can relate to that i mean i don't have kids but i do come from a big family and a lot of that family are children um you know we've got a range from 17 year olds all the way down to a one-year-old and so um I think a lot of people can relate to that and that like they are my why also just like your kids are your why and I think a lot of our listeners can probably um really relate to that and I think too that it's it's more than just my kids it's the kids that right might not have the voice to be able to speak for themselves yeah. or um well, yeah, I mean, it's the kids that your kids go to mm-hmm. school with yeah. and it's, yeah. you know, the kids that live in your neighborhoods. And right. um, I think that we are um, we we're all responsible for um, their upbringing and the, the kind of people that they grow up to become. Um, and I think that, you know, that that obviously starts with like the, the parents and like the family. But I think that we can all kind of be leaders of not just change, but, you know, just making sure that the next generation is, is healthy and happy and productive. I, I think that your goal is to always leave, leave anything that you come into better than you found it. Yeah. So, um, I think that that's part of the reason why I'm here in, in that regard is to, maybe leave a space a little better than I found it and uh, work every day to do that. Yeah. Well, 
thank you so much for joining us. Um, we'll leave it on a palm sweaty knees are weak, <laughs> arms are heavy. Speaking of that, we're going to leave it on a lighthearted note. Obviously, this episode's going to come out a couple days after the Super Bowl. Oh, but Usher's going to be there seven o'clock on the dot in his drop top. Yeah, he is. And we're both I think we're both pretty big Chiefs fans. So what what are you going to what are you going to predict happens in the Super Bowl? I don't want to I don't want to predict anything too too crazy because I think that it will be a really good game. Um, But I, I definitely think that. Uh, the Chiefs win by three. I I also went with that. Um, but I don't think that it'll be a... Uh, I think that... Yeah, we'll just leave it at... Uh, I think the Chiefs yeah. will win by three. Well, go Chiefs. Yeah. We How many times do you think we're going to see Taylor on the TV? I don't know. I mean, maybe a couple 13, times. probably. Ooh, that would... The Swifties would eat that up. Uh, you know what? I know. You're clever. Poet, and I didn't even know it. <laughs> well, thank you, Taylor, for joining us. Glad to be here. Thank you for listening to Our Common Thread. Join us next time as we continue to discuss the thread that ties us all together here at the Missouri Department of Social Services.